Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. According to the Gospel of Luke, the Holy Spirit has made the prophet Simeon, a righteous and devout man, a promise that he won't die until he has seen the Messiah. Not long after the birth of Jesus, Joseph and Mary adhered to three Jewish ceremonies circumcision, performed on the eighth day for all male children, purification from childbirth for Mary, forty days after her son's birth, and consecration of the firstborn in the temple, in recognition that the firstborn son belongs to the Lord. Let's scrutinize this story from the infancy narratives along with theologian pastor Dr. Ralph F. Wilson. In our attempt to universalize Jesus, we must not make the mistake of isolating him from his cultural context. Jesus was born into a very Jewish family that kept all the Jewish laws blamelessly. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, the story moves to Simeon, who just happened to be in the temple at this time, the righteous, God-fearing man whom God has sent as a witness. Verse 25, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Simeon is a Hebrew name for which the similar-sounding genuine Greek name, Simon, is sometimes substituted. The name means hearing in Hebrew. We learn several things about Simeon. One, he is righteous or just. This is a common Greek noun, dikaios, which means pertaining to being in accordance with high standards of rectitude, upright, just, fair. Two, he is devout, translating the Greek noun, eulabes, devout, God-fearing, pious, reverent. Three, the Holy Spirit rests upon him. In the phrase, the Holy Spirit was upon him, the preposition api, upon, reminds us that among the Old Testament prophets, the Holy Spirit sometimes came upon prophets and others to accomplish particular tasks for the Lord. The characteristic New Testament idea, on the other hand, is the Holy Spirit dwelling permanently within Christians rather than just sporadically for particular tasks. Simeon has been anticipating this day in the temple for some time. Verses 25 and 26. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Waiting is the Greek verb prosdekomai, which has two senses. One, to receive favorably welcome, and two, to look forward to, wait for. Probably the latter sense applies most to Simeon. He has been eagerly expecting to see the Messiah. But what is the consolation of Israel? Consolation is the Greek noun paraklesis, lifting up another spirit's comfort consolation. It comes from the root word parakaleo, to call to one side, then help, encourage, comfort. The Holy Spirit is referred to in the Gospel of John as the paraclete, parakletos, mediator, intercessor, helper. In our passage, Simeon is eagerly looking forward to the time when occupied, weary Jerusalem receives her comfort and relief from the Lord, which was popularly expected to be brought about by the Messiah. The Holy Spirit has made Simeon a promise. Luke employs the word revealed, 
the Greek verb krematizo impart a divine message, make known a divine injunction or warning. The message to Simeon is that he won't die until he has seen the Messiah. The phrase, the Lord's Christ, means the Messiah promised, sent, provided by the Lord. And today is the day. The Holy Spirit nudges Simeon, and Simeon is attuned to the voice of the Lord. Verses 27 to 28. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. Moved by or came by the Spirit translates the common verb erkomai, come, but the cause of his coming is the Spirit. Now he offers praise to God, praised or blessed. In verse 28 is the Greek verb eulageo. When directed toward God, we translate it to say something commendatory, speak well of, praise, extol. It appears in verse 34 as to bless. If you've ever just witnessed and answered a prayer, then you know something of the joy that Simeon feels welling up within him. I'm reading again verses 28. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Simeon's prophetic hymn is called the Nuc Nimitus, after the first two words of the prophecy in Latin, and often sung as one of the canticles or songs of the New Testament as part of Roman Catholic piety. First, Simeon addresses God as Sovereign Lord or Lord, verse 29. The Greek noun is despotes, from which we get our English word despot. One who has legal control and authority over persons, such as subjects or slaves, Lord, Master. The absolute sovereign has kept his promise to Simeon, who now asks the Lord to let him die in peace. In the prophetic praise that follows, the child Jesus is equated with your salvation in verse 30. It is not accidental that Jesus' name in Hebrew, Yeshua, form of the name Joshua, means literally salvation. So Simeon looks on the child named salvation and says, My eyes have seen your salvation. It is remarkable that Simeon sees Jesus' salvation as extending to all people, Jews and Gentiles alike. This is the same message the angel spoke to the shepherds on Christmas night. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The concept of the Messiah and Israel being a light for the Gentiles was first developed by the prophet Isaiah, especially in Isaiah 49.6. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Notice how Joseph is referred to as the child's father in verse 33. This is not intended to refute the virgin birth related in chapter 1, but reflects the way Joseph would have been understood by society in relation to Jesus. Verses 34 to 35. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. 
Simeon now blesses the Holy Family. In verse 34, we see the Greek verb eulageo that appeared in verse 28 as to praise, extol. Here, directed towards humans, it means to ask for bestowal of special favor, especially calling down God's gracious power, bless. Simeon's prophecy to Mary has four elements. One, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel. How people respond to Jesus and his message will determine their destiny. Many of Jesus' contemporaries received his message and are saved, but the religious community by and large can't bring themselves to believe that Jesus can be God's Messiah. Jesus becomes a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. Number two, and to be a sign that will be spoken against. Jesus is God's sign to his people, but he is rejected. Spoken against is the Greek verb antilego, speak against, contradict someone, oppose, refuse. Three, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Thoughts is the Greek verb dialogismos, content of reasoning or conclusion reached through use of reason, thought, opinion, reasoning, design. Here it seems to be used in a negative sense. Those who stumble at Jesus, who reject him and oppose his message, will finally be shown up for what they are, revealed as the Greek verb apocalypto, from which we get our English word apocalypse. It means to cause something to be fully known, reveal, disclose, bring to light, make fully known. Appearing here in Matthew 10.26 with the judicial connotation. Jesus himself is to be the judge sitting on the judgment seat of the Messiah. Romans 2.12 This will take place when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ. And then number four, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Through the Holy Spirit, Simeon can see the deep anguish that Mary will feel as her son is rejected by the nation's leaders and ultimately crucified. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.